You're listening to A Mighty Love, the podcast for honest and witty love wisdom. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Demetrius, here with my amazing, awesome, super cool co-host. Uh, I am Polygal Seeks, and I am here with my amazing, super awesome co-host. Oh. And here we are on A Mighty Love. Thank you so much. That's so flattering. It's been a little bit of a break. I know. I know. It has been a bit of a break, mostly because, you know, I wish we had a cooler reason other than it's just been so swampy outside in New York that I'm just like, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to see people. Yeah, I'm so. just sweating every second. <laughs> so, it's fun. Oh, God. I, You know, I said that as a joke, but in all seriousness, like, it has been so gross. Like, I just feel sweaty at all times. And it's just not a good look when you're a giant man just sweating. Yeah. Like, nobody wants a six foot two, well over 200 pound man sweating at all times next to them. No, I mean, I don't really want anybody sweating at all times <laughs> next to me, perfectly honestly, but especially not that, I guess. I remember when I first moved here from the West Coast, I was like so confused. I'm like, what is wrong? I'm sweating and I am not even doing anything. Also, my deodorant doesn't work. What's just, happening? Oh, God. It is terrible. I hate it. I love New York City, but it's, you always forget, like, you're like, the summers are bad, but they're not that bad. But you're like, the heat isn't bad. It's just moist mm-hmm. everywhere. And Damn. it sounds as gross as you. Whatever reaction you just had to the word moist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, in the interest of time, and because it has been so long, we yes. want to cut to the chase. We yeah. want to talk about love languages. Yeah. Yeah. Love languages are interesting that they're like a concept that has really sort of stuck around for a while, and so yeah. that's why I thought it might be fun to talk about it. And you, this past Valentine's Day-ish. Oh, yeah. Peace, right. yes. Yeah, that's right. I, I just realized that it was like right around Valentine's Day. Yes. So I, you know, in February, I contributed to a piece on Bustle about love languages. Shout out to Emma McGowan, if you're listening, uh, for having me on that piece. But so in that piece, I talked about uh, what you can do if your partner's love language is acts of service. And there's five love languages Uh, They come from a book written in 1995 or published in 1995 by Gary Chapman. I just want to throw out there, since I have a scientist on the the podcast, that none of the, there's like no data that proves that these things are real. Like it is purely like pop culture. It's purely a concept. I don't really even know how you would scientifically prove there are only five languages. I think I've also seen versions where there are like seven Uh or nine. I've seen five or seven. Um, and, you know, we could split hairs about what those oh, are, but I thought, you know, we might as well just go classic. Yes. So and if you really want to argue about one of the niche love languages, like, like organizing and recycling, like we can. But... Oh my God. That is actually one of my girlfriend's love languages. Oh, it's organizing I do not know how to recycle, by the way. Mm. I just never learned how to properly recycle, but that's a whole other topic. So we're using the five love languages that Chapman supposes in his book. First, words of affirmation. Second, quality time. Third, receiving gifts. Four, acts of service, which I have spoken about before. And five, physical touch. Yeah, um, let's, so let's dive in. So what is a love language? Uh, the first time I asked someone if they had heard of it, they're like, isn't that like French, Spanish? And I'm like, no, not <laughs> romance languages. That's different. Um, so a love language is not so much 
what you have to do, but it's sort of like a clue, like whatever love languages speak to you. It's like the way that when you receive love, that is most meaningful to you. Right. So for some people, like gifts are like the way that they prefer someone to show love. And like, that's the most meaningful thing to them. Whereas for other people, it's other things. And it's, it's not like you're one and none of the others. Like yeah. it's, it's a mix of the ones that are more and less important for you. And I think it can be very variable with what those are. Um, for me, gifts is least important. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I just kind of thought these, like, this concept is fun and the ideas are fun. And you actually just did the quiz. I just did. Now. I did, yeah. So, I thought going into this that, oh, my primary love language is acts of service. Like, people doing things for me, I thought was, like, the thing that I respond most to. So, I did a quick survey on fivelovelanguages.com. And my scores were 10 for quality time, which I was very surprised by. But also, okay. like, I just walked over to my girlfriend and said, this is my results. And she's like, yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> uh, so quality time at 10, seven for words of affirmation, which is not that surprising when you consider that I'm a person who creates creative content. And mm -hmm. I like when people praise it. So You like you know. words. Yeah, I like you when people are words. like, wow, this is good. This is so good, Demetrius. You're like, isn't yeah. it? Uh, receiving gifts, number five, especially if those gifts are words. Nice. <laughs> uh, acts of service at four and physical touch at four, which I, yeah, yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. So I got words of affirmation at nine. I'm also big on the words. I got seven for quality time, six for acts of service. Five for physical touch and three for receiving gifts. So presents just don't. Gift, yeah. Presents don't speak much to me, which makes a lot of sense. Like uh, I remember, like in middle school, making fun of my boyfriend for bringing me a rose. So I, <laughs> sorry, I guess a little, not really. Right, he was terrible. He just wasn't the right one for you. I think that's safe to say. He did not speak your love language. He sure didn't. <laughs> I think that one of the things that I have always found fascinating about it is that intuitively we sort of think that we know what we are. And a lot of times, you know, like it's clearly not the most scientific method to determine it. But knowing what your love language is is a good first step, especially if you're like, I don't know why my interpersonal relationships or my romantic relationships aren't working out. Like, I feel like everything should work out on paper, but, you know, I can't seem to like get people to express their affection for me in ways that I like or dislike or, you know, like whatever. I think it's good to like have an idea of where you yeah. respond, what you respond to. Well, like, you know, especially for anxious people too, it's like early in a relationship, you're like looking for the sign that they really like you and they might really like you, but if they aren't doing the things that most appeal to you in terms of like what you receive as someone really liking you, then what you might feel like they're giving you the cold shoulder, even they're like, I brought you a rose. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, I don't think that's a good first date thing. Like, what are your love languages? I mean, maybe if you want, or it could come off as like creepy. So I guess, you know, move forward with caution with that one. But yeah. it can be good to know yourself in that, like, if you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard from them. And you're like, well, my love language is like words of affirmation. And they told me they're not good at texting. So like, just because they're not texting doesn't mean they don't like me. Yeah. Oh, so, it might mean it. So no, you never know. It might be six in one hand. Sure. But, uh, so what do you do if you feel like you're mismatched, like your love language is a mismatch? Say you're someone who really, really, really puts emphasis on receiving gifts, 
and as your primary love language and let's say your secondary love language is physical touch mm. and you're with someone who their primary love language is acts of service rather than giving them gifts you do things for them mm-hmm. and their secondary love language is say quality time like mm. how do you like figure out and you know i just threw out an example well, I would say the first thing is like being aware of both for yourself and for your partner, what is the most meaningful. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say, so like being aware that like, oh yeah, I'm the kind of person who doesn't really give a shit about gifts and I really care about words of affirmation, but if anything, they're almost the opposite. So it's one, it's sort of meeting them where they are is understanding like, oh, okay, this person doesn't assume that the best way to show someone that words of affirmation is the way that you show them that you love them like that's maybe not their base instinct or like their go-to move but that doesn't mean it's not something they could learn and similarly for you if you're like gifts are stupid who cares (laughs) but like if they're if your partner really cares about them like there's a lot of joy in doing something nice for someone just because it's not necessarily something you'd want to do like just because gifts don't inherently have meaning for me doesn't mean if I wasn't matched with someone where gifts really had a lot of meaning and then I like spend the time giving them this thoughtful gift and then they really appreciate it like that's nice even though it's not my preference if it's their preference it's meaningful so I think it's kind of the awareness and then choosing to act on it and then also maybe paying attention when someone chooses not to act on it Mm. you know I I think a lot about sort of conflict that can happen when a couple is mismatched. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking of, from my own personal experience, um, in the past at least, I've dated people who not only had differing love languages from me, but also, or the ones that they put emphasis on, but more specifically, people who not only had differing emphasis on love languages, but also didn't understand why some things were more, like they didn't understand why if they liked receiving gifts and that's how they showed affection why i wasn't receptive to it and vice versa like why i didn't express affection that way yeah it's true or they're like i brought you a rose damn it why aren't you excited about it yeah (laughs) sorry sorry i would have preferred if you told me that i look as beautiful as a dozen roses yeah that would have really meant something brandon Brandon. Yeah, take that, Brandon. I think also (laughs) there are, you know, like nothing is, some things are, I guess, exclusively in one category, but a lot of things could be more than one, like giving a massage is an act of service and physical touch. Yeah. Or, you know, if you were really complaining, you're like, oh, my phone charger is busted, but I can't, like, but I'm so busy. And then, like, your girlfriend, like, buys you a new one is like da like yeah. it is a gift but it's also like she did the work of going to the store and finding the one fancy cord that exactly fits your phone yeah. so like there are things that can be more than one that sort of speak to both also and that can be a good compromise like if it feels weird to do something that doesn't have meaning to you like it does feel weird to me to like put a lot of effort into a gift since i don't always expect the other person to appreciate it that much mm-hmm. um but you know if i pair it with something that means a lot like you know, I give a gift and then I also like spend a lot of time writing a nice card, then it feels like a more complete package. Yeah. It's great to understand what you consider as your primary love language and like your secondaries and sort of understand their rankings and the same thing for your partner. But what I just thought of is that the reason why I thought my, like my primary love language was acts of service isn't that 
I'm the most receptive to it. It's that that's the way that I like to show affection. Oh, so it's so, not just, it's not even the way you like to receive love. It's the way you prefer to give love. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I would much rather try to, like, if I want to show my love for my girlfriend, like I did recently. So I'll tell you about a recent thing I did. Sure. We just bought a new bed. Mm. Which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you the mattress brand because they have reached out to me to like have me post stuff on my blog for free. free? Oh. But they had an offer to sponsor the podcast. So if you're listening, maybe sponsor the podcast and we'll give you a shout out. <laughs> no. So, you know, like recently she was like, our mattress sucks. And I was like, great, I'm going to get a mattress. And then we went to get a mattress. And then because of like random stupid credit card issues, like we didn't get the mattress. Oh boy. So then I went physically to the mattress store and bought the mattress while I was at work, carried the mattress back to work, which, fun fact, even though these crazy, like, fancy new mattresses are super, like, foam and memory foam, mm-hmm. they weigh a fucking lot. So I carried oh, a 100-pound yeah. mattress from where I bought it to work, then took an Uber home to be like, yo, I solved this problem. I did an act of service to show you, like, this is how I show you my appreciation for you. And I was like, if she had done that for me, I'd be like, that's so stupid. Why did you do this? Like, get mm-hmm. delivery. Like, don't be an idiot. But that's how I express love. And I say all that to mostly brag about myself. But sure. to circle back to say that it's really good to know how you like to express love. Like, are you someone who doesn't really care about gifts? Mm-hmm. And your partner might not be super into gifts, but might like them a little bit. But how you express your love is giving gifts. And I feel like a lot of men, and I think a lot of straight men, and I feel comfortable saying this, often maybe aren't expressing love in the way that they like to receive love, but they're expressing love in the way that society teaches them. Like yeah. we're taught like, oh, on the weekend, husbands like, you know, clean the gutters and do all the housework. These are acts of service mm-hmm. or an anniversary is coming up. They buy their wife something nice. Or, right. You know, like you're really programmed to do things a certain way. And, you know, we're all victims of societal mm-hmm. programming, myself included. So K-jewelers, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Like we're programmed to like, you know, do housework and just that's how you show you love somebody and give a gift. So it's always good to know like what you're programmed to express love in a certain way. Yeah, it's true. I was just thinking too about like my, my dad, like I remember on, I think it was like Christmas Eve, my mom was cooking and then she was like, oh shit. When like we were out of something and it was like something that like was an essential ingredient to like finish making, I think she was making Yorkshire pudding. Hmm. Um, you know what that is? No. It's like this delicious bready rolls that you make with meat drippings. And what? I think she, it's so good. I've never heard of this. Okay. It's not what I pictured. It's a little bit of a, British thing I think I don't know all our British friends are gonna be mad because I'm wrong or something but anyway um so it's a thing and we didn't have enough butter which is a key ingredient and very important so my mom was like swearing I get all my best swears from my mom thank you mom for all the good swears and um my and she's like we don't have enough butter and my dad's like I'll go and mom's like there's not even a store open you're gonna have to drive for like 30 minutes my dad's like I don't care I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it and like my dad ran and like got butter and came back and was like a hero and like I feel like he's <laughs> never been more proud of himself than yeah. when he went and got butter on Christmas Eve so that the dinner wasn't ruined and like that is a very that's like thing to do. it's a very dad thing to do it's a very straight man thing to do mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna go is to solve save this the day. I'm gonna go drive for 30 minutes and get that butter, and I'm gonna bring it back. Also, it's like a discreet task. Like you can't sort of halfway do it. Like you either did no. it or you didn't do it. It can't be like, well, yeah, you got the butter, but you didn't wrap it. Like yeah. no one gives a shit. Just get butter and show back up. That's it. Solve it's, problem. Yeah, like it's it's <laughs> clear. It's a clear task. You did it or you didn't do it, and it's pretty hard to screw up. Yeah. Honestly, like you show up at the store and you buy it. Oh, it's well. a anyway. We actually needed salted butter. You got unsalted. I think at that point you just you make salt peace with it. Yeah, salt it yourself. <laughs> just say fuck it. No one will know. Yeah. No, uh, that's that's a great point. No, because yeah. I'm I'm thinking about like. One of my sisters is married to a um, long haul trucker. Oh, yeah. So he works, you know, like his work schedule is he's away from home. He's like on for two weeks, off off for two weeks or whatever. Yeah. So when he comes home and my sister is maybe the least romantic person I've ever met. (laughs) She's very much like not a romantic. Yeah. We were just talking today about how she was like, oh, I'm surprised I had a wedding. And I'm like, this is like 17 years ago, man. Like not even 15 years ago. Jesus. You just now thought, like, it's weird that you had a wedding, you aromantic bastard. But, like, when her husband comes home, the thing she wants is for him to do stuff around the house. Mm, like, great, you're here. And that's what makes her happy. Take this that, bag of clothes to Goodwill. Yes, or, yeah. like, mow the lawn. That's, mm-hmm. like, that's his, that's his task. Mow cool. the lawn, yeah. So I'm just thinking of, like, all the ways, and, you know, who knows, like, where it comes from. But, yeah, that's such a dad, straight guy thing, you know, like, come home... A hetero couple, rather. Mm-hmm. Come home, do work. Not sort of like how we're programmed to do it, so it's interesting. Yeah. I sometimes do this thing when I was telling you about this. So, like, there was this this American life where this woman and her husband realized that he um, was on the autism spectrum. And, like, them realizing that was, like, a huge turning point in them figuring out their relationship. It just meant she realized she had to do a lot more hand-holding in terms of teaching him the right way to respond to her like Mm -hmm. when she was upset or when she needed love and so she ended up actually having to really like say when this happens i need you to say this and he was like great like he was so happy he's like cool now i know the right thing to say and so ira glass i think like interrupted at some point and was like but doesn't it feel weird that like he's only saying it because you told him to say it and she's like no like it feels good like it feels (laughs) good that he's saying the right thing and also like just because you told someone what is the right thing to say doesn't mean that they don't mean it when they say it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think like with my boyfriend, like we are a little bit different um, in terms of like what we want to hear when we're upset. And like sometimes I'm like, no, no, what I need to write here right now is that sucks. I'm terrible. That must be upsetting the end yeah that's it that's all i want that's all i want that sucks that must be terrible how hard for you the end uh so so are you in favor of like once you figure out these are the things that respond to just being very prescriptive with your partner like this is my love language this is the best way to communicate with me this is what makes me feel appreciated and loved i definitely think you should be explicit about it and i don't think and if I think that that's helpful for them to, like, feed that in. Because it's not like someone's going to turn around and just start, like, robotically implementing your suggestions. I mean, hopefully anyway. Hopefully they're (laughs) still a person with their own thoughts and ideas. But they're going to incorporate it into their behavior. And that also doesn't mean that, you know, okay, so, like, you know, I'm not much of 
a physical touch person in terms of a love language, but that doesn't mean that I don't care about it at all. It doesn't mean like if someone like is very like thoughtful or like gives me a big hug when I'm really upset or something that it doesn't mean something. And sometimes it's, it's surprising that something that maybe isn't your primary love language does have as much meaning as it does. So I think there's only good things that come out of being very explicit about what you want and, you know, also asking for feedback. Like sometimes I've gone out of my way to say something really nice to someone and then just didn't get a response. And I'm like, that was like very vulnerable and difficult for me. And I was hoping you'd appreciate it. Was that because it just doesn't mean that much to you? Or does <laughs> it mean like you're looking for something else? And like sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. Sometimes they're just like, I'm in a bad mood. Sorry. Um, but it is, it's helpful to be a little more cognizant of it. Mm. I don't know. What do you think about it? I think that if a couple comes to a point where there's enough miscommunication, the discussion around love languages is going to happen. It just won't be prescribed that way. It'll be like, I need you to do this. Otherwise, I will continue to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. And who among us hasn't had been in a relationship where one of the people, probably even yourself, has been like, I need this to be happy and I'm not getting it right now and we need to have that. Yeah. So I think that it's probably a better idea to just say early on like probably not when you first start dating but as you start getting more serious it's probably a good idea to say or maybe when you first start dating it might be depending on how you date but it's probably a good idea to say i i understand what i like and what i respond well to and i'm telling you so that you also know like if you i think it's a good idea to be as specific as you want to be for some people it's not about being specific it's more like a general feeling like especially with quality time it's less about we need to spend quality time doing X, Y, Z and more. I just want to feel like we're spending enough quality time together. But some people might want very specific. I need words of affirmation that are this like. Yes. You know, so, no, I, I think it's a great idea. I think you should do it as soon as possible. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think also like, you know, it's it's not a conversation for when you're already very upset. It's not yes. like, well, I love language just gifts that you didn't bring me shit on Valentine's Day. You know, like that's maybe not the right time to start that conversation. Like calmer words. Although, you know, I have been so mad. I'm like, I just need you to do the fucking tishes and I am real mad and I have to go away for 20 minutes and... Uh, and I come back and the dishes are done and that's good. But that's really not the most productive way. Not the and most productive way. It's but... not the best move, honestly. If you want a great relationship, I wouldn't say screaming at someone to do the dishes and then stamping away is like yeah. the foundations of a happy relationship. But I think that if you've gotten to that point, use that as an opportunity to have a more like even conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that some relationships are going to get to that point where I need you to do this, otherwise I'm unhappy. But you can always come back to that conversation when you're a little more level-headed because I would not be surprised if a lot of people listening were like, oh, is that what that means when <laughs> when somebody yells about something that they want me to do and they keep having to repeat it? It could mean that it is a deep, <laughs> unfulfilled need. Yeah, I, yeah. It's also, you know, like it could be also that there's sort of the inverse, which is like, I don't know what the right word is, not like a hate language, but like, you know, like when you refuse to do the dishes, it feels like you don't care about me, you know, again, not something to be screamed and then stomp away. But if you can take a step back and say like, why am I so angry about these undone dishes? 
it's not just acts of service are meaningful, but the lack of acts of services is also meaningful. So kind of thinking about that too, or like when you say nothing and stare at me blankly when I tell you I'm upset, that hurts because I thrive on words of affirmation. And I like, I feel like you don't care about me. And then you stare at me instead of saying, of course I care about you. That is extra painful. So having that awareness too, I think can be helpful. That's a, you know, I think overall, just to your point, awareness, about your own love language, about your partner's love language, about the way you express love and how that might differ from either of those two, or maybe they're the same. Uh, And more importantly, like when something is lacking, what you feel, I think it's great. Like you just have to be aware of all these things. Like I'm unhappy because my primary love language is spending quality time and we just aren't spending enough quality time together. Or there's not enough physical touch or... It's good to know these things going in because otherwise you'll just have this vague anger and resentment. Which is no good. Not I a great think idea. Taking a time to sort of calmly reflect on what is meaningful to you and what is and isn't working about your relationship. And then, you know, so if you're at this point where you're like, I feel like maybe there's a mismatch and like, oh, quality time is my most important thing and we just aren't spending enough time together. And I don't even know if quality time is their most important thing. You know, being able to present it as like, this is actually really important to me. I don't know if it's as important to you. But like, let's talk about it and let's find a compromise and a way that we can spend more quality time together. And also like checking in, like, do we both agree on what quality time means? Because for some people it might be like, well, I'm going to play my electric guitar well, you play Fortnite and this is quality time because we're both having fun. And for other people that might say that is not quality time, that's us being next to each other, Yeah, which isn't the same thing. So making sure you agree on what that is, is helpful. Is bringing the butter on Christmas Eve a gift or an act of service? Or is it just (laughs) doing what you got to do? You know, like you might not even agree on what these things are. So that's also a conversation. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I like it. We're chatting. We are... You're moving along. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. As always. What we were talking about, one of the things we were talking about with love languages was, what would you call it? Hipster, millennial? Uh, Like modern hipster love languages. (laughs) Yes. Which, (laughs) I I love the idea because, I mean, this is a concept that's 23 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's like the same age as Match.com, which I think is interesting. Um, Mm. 1995. Do you think they're twins? Uh, kind of, actually. That's yeah. also the year that Clueless came out. Oh. It's an important movie to me. Oh. That was a great movie. As well as Toy Story, so. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was I a great can... year. It was. Yeah, Toy Story. 1995, we miss you. Yeah, 19... I was a young... 10-year-old boy. Wow. wow. Yeah, I was a little older. Clueless was, like, right in the sweet spot for me in terms uh, of, like, yeah. teen tweendom, I think. Oh, Toy Story for me. Mm-hmm. I was, like about to become a teenager but i was still a young boy hanging on to that childhood for a few more moments there you go you gotta do it yeah so hipster millennial modern Mm -hmm. we're gonna be nice (laughs) love languages so we did some brainstorming oh yeah we have a list i'm very proud of this i am too actually all right okay so um to put this into terms that kids today can understand the youths youths, (laughs) people Instead of physical touch, you could think of sexting. Do you like sexting? Do they like sexting? How Should you send them a picture of your junk? <laughs> just don't include your face. That's always my advice. Don't think, include your face in that. Yeah, just spare yourself the pain now. Yeah. Um, 
like what kind of sexting like is it mostly dirty pics is it mostly dirty talk is it imagining is it recurrent is it recounting things that have already happened is it describing wishes maybe even impossible wishes i wish you were a unicorn and i was an ice cream cone i don't know i don't know where that's going but i like it i don't know i mean i think <laughs> if that's your dream you should be honest about it. you know what pursue your dreams at yes, all costs um. absolutely so i so I, we agreed that sexting matches onto physical touch. Do you want to do the next one? Yes, absolutely. In lieu of acts of service, because I think people don't even use, speak like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that this one was big for me, was the your place, my place negotiation. This is a huge one. Yeah, because anyone can, with enough money and time, you can do most acts of service. Like, you can just sure. be like, oh, we don't have butter. I'm just going to Amazon Prime now. Mm-hmm. But, like... Oh, you need this? I'm just going to task grab it and someone's going to come over and install the ceiling lamp or whatever. I don't have to clean the gutters if I'm a husband. I can just hire a task rabbit. It'll Mm -hmm. be super quick. Hang around outside Home Depot, find some of those people standing out there. Whatever you're going to do. Yeah. But the thing that really shows shows someone that you're dating that you're serious about them and you're willing to, like, do service for them is deciding to stay at their place, I think. Especially if it's, like, work day like work oh night, man you go to work the next it day. is serious because then you're gonna like go home and change or somehow figure out how to make your clothes like you're not still wearing the same ones yes yeah. you're gonna have to shower with the wrong shampoo oh, god that, that was always a big thing for me no, I'm, mm-hmm. just, I'm just kidding my hair is like non-existent <laughs> your hair is pretty short it doesn't <laughs> seem like you're a person who's thinking about your shampoo but i I don't even know what shampoo is in my shower. It's unfair right now. of me to judge. Yeah. Maybe you really feel strongly about shampoo. Shame pretty, on me. It was pretty fair. And also, sure. not just that, too, but like, you know, if you know your partner's having a hard week, like meeting them up near their work for dinner or something like that yeah. is, is a pretty big act of you, like, you're going to haul ass over to where they are. Especially if you date somewhere where there's a significant commute between you and your partner. Sure. Um, I've dated people who lived like an hour away who were more likely to invite me to their place no matter what than Mm -hmm. to come over to my place and it was like oh okay one of the best lessons that my best friend taught me when i first started dating again was um don't let them pick the location you pick the location and pick the place that's convenient for you so that Mm. way when you're like i am done you go home and it's easy nice i was like that's some solid fucking advice that is actually really good yeah Uh, I guess you can't both do it unless you live in the same place, but I'm grateful for that advice. <laughs> I always uh, always did halfway, so like equidistant for both of us. I think that that's more fair and that's reasonable, but um, occasionally I'll just be selfish and pick somewhere very close to me. Yeah, smart. I yeah. appreciate it. So <laughs> this one was a good one. So instead <laughs> of receiving gifts, uh, it is exchanging gifts or gifs i refuse so, to call it that i don't I care if the inventors i don't it's what is this peanut butter give me a break um <laughs> animated so animated gifs <laughs> you don't send me a dancing cat do you even love me i probably not i think like if you aren't exchanging gifts with your like person you're hooking up with significant other like are you even together really at this point this modern time i don't know man uh, i mean at least a meme at least a meme or at minimum i'll take a meme or a live photo like mm. from like an iphone like, yeah if i if i can get both of those in lieu of a gift fine but mm-hmm. if you're not exchanging gifts with me like do you even love me honestly i don't know yeah. do you it nope. seems unlikely definitely not no. what's your favorite one that you've sent or received lately gosh 
I usually send, I usually try to, whenever I send gifts to my girlfriend, I used to send, I try to send the grossest and or creepiest ones. <laughs> so I usually pick like gifts of people's faces and they're just making really intense, really creepy faces. Oh. My favorite thing is we will say noise to each other. Mm. Yeah. Like, Cause we're dude bros apparently. So I'll like send her a gift of somebody saying noise. That's pretty good. I recently made a gif of one of my favorite parts in the movie, American Beauty, which is highly problematic at this point in time, sad to say. Oh, everything about it. Pretty much everything about it. But there's a part (laughs) where uh, Mira Savino and Thor Birch are um, at school, and then they see her neighbor with a video camera walking up, and she's like, that's my neighbor. And they have an exchange, and Mira Savino goes, you like him, and the Thora Birch goes, no, I don't. She goes, you love him. You want to have, like, 10,000 of his babies. <laughs> and that's, like, my favorite part of the movie. You want to have 10,000 of his babies. And so I made, made a gif of that. I made my own gif of it nice. and sent it to my husband. I was like, my dreams have come true. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. I, I love that movie. I just saw it again recently, and I was like, oh, wow. Do you feel differently about it now? Um... I think that it or was... Or has your different feeling evolved over time? My different feeling has evolved, but the main thing is that uh, what back then was like, oh, this is a interesting scene with, like, Wes Bentley's father, who mm-hmm. is, like, in the closet and homophobic. Yeah. Uh, and he's worried that Kevin Spacey is taking advantage of his teenage son. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, but Kevin Spacey was taking advantage of teenage men, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy was, I guess, he right. Was ro- he was right about he was Kevin Spacey. Right by accident. Yeah, like, oh, oh. Uh, well, yeah. I don't even know how to feel about it, <laughs> other than kind of sad and gross. Yeah, no. Like, I'm like this movie, like you know, not doesn't hold up as good as it used to, but still a great movie. But also, like the Kevin Spacey scene, you're like, oh, this is. The soundtrack is good, and some of the writing is pretty funny, but has a lot of problems. Has a lot of problems. Unfortunate. Yeah. I do Uh, love uh, just the guy that Annette Bening is cheating on Kevin Spacey's character with. Oh, the real estate king? Yeah, I love that guy. I wish he was in more stuff. He's good. He's was he he's on like the, the dad OC? from the OC, yeah. And he was also in While You Were Sleeping. He was sleeping. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was he? Yeah, he was sleeping. Oh, he's the love interest. Oh, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew, remember him being in like a Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Oh. Yes. I don't know if I saw that one. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like one of those it's like that story that they retell a lot where it's like some random cousin inherits all this family's money and like the rich person who thought they were going to get it is, like, trying to fight against it. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, the antagonist in it. But Yeah, it seems like something he could do. He's got the eyebrows of an antagonist. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right. So. I think we're on You to... took care of exchanging gifts. Yes. Which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And in lieu of quality time, and this one is very near and dear to me. Oh, yes. Which is clearly why I know that quality time is my love language binging streaming shows oh man this is so contentious especially like if you love a show and then you're like significant other has to like work late or like has to go to a birthday party that you don't have to go to and like the temptation is so strong to watch it without them okay i never do but they're gonna be so mad no i have so i'm in well every anyone who's listened to this podcast for more than two episodes knows i'm like super intense about pop culture stuff yeah so i have like 
a rolling tally of all the stuff that no one I know would want to watch with me. So you just watch that instead? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the things that I watch with my girlfriend are like, no, we watch these together. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. So like the things lately have been like Sharp Objects or Handmaid's Tale before it ended Mm -hmm. or... God, I feel like, oh, Queer Eye, obviously. Yes. It's amazing. It's the best show ever in America, in the world, possibly mm-hmm. in the universe. Um, so, or like Game of Thrones or anything else. Yeah. And like, I think that more than anything else, the way that people nowadays are spending quality time with each other and showing that they're like, yo, I really like you is like, I'm going to binge watch the show with you and I'm going to make sure that we stay on the same episode. I yeah. will wait to watch the show with you. Yeah. It's funny. Like, even like now when, um, I don't even think that many people do this anymore. Like, I still have a TiVo, but I think I might be, like, the youngest know. person What's in the world. I'm joking. I'm just oh, Jesus with Christ, I have to kill myself now. Excuse me. Um, I feel like I might be the youngest person on earth with a TiVo, but I have one, and uh, my husband's parents have one, and so he went out to go visit them for the fourth, and I think it was when the RuPaul finale was coming up, mm. so either that episode or maybe the one before uh, I can't remember the timing, but like we agreed that we would both TiVo it and like hit play at the same time oh. and watch it while we were like texting or on the phone. And it was really fun. And like, I was like, we should do this more often when we're apart. And so, yeah. like, and you can easily do that with Netflix also. You don't have to use TiVo <laughs> like yeah. an old person. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. it's a nice way to stay connected. It's something you could try. And you're going to happen unless if you want to. Uh, yeah. I'm probably just gonna watch Luke Cage. I still haven't watched the second season. Mm-hmm. Well, there's an alternative. That's on my list of things of that my things girlfriend's no one not gonna to watch. watch. <laughs> my, things my girlfriend's not gonna watch. One probably. of the things that keeps making me mad is I find a show that's just for me, and then my husband wanders in, and then he wants to watch it. I'm like, I need my shows that you don't like. Yeah, I don't know if I have any. That like I I sit and watch. I, like I'll watch bad TV. I'll watch good TV. Mm. I thought Bojack Horseman would be too weird for him, and so I watched it by no, myself, but I was wrong. It's so good. It's so good. It's so beautiful. It I is. Love it. it really is like an underrated It's show. like stomach-churningly good and bad. Yeah, like, wow, this is too close to home, guys. I don't even know if I can handle this. Yeah. And then finally, the last love language, words of affirmation, one of our favorites. Oh, yeah. Is uh, becoming social media official. Yeah. I think that in this day and age, it means more when you, like, Either, well, I think people are moving away from, like, so-and-so's in a relationship with so-and-so on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, like, fa- like social media official these days is, like, I posted a picture on a social media site. Of us together. together. And I didn't explain who this is. You're just supposed to know. Yeah. Like, you're like, hey, oh, it's me and, me and, the, me and the lady. Mm-hmm. You know, me and the boy. Yeah. Sharing, you know, soup or something. The mm-hmm. most romantic thing I could think of. <laughs> Sharing soup. Sharing gazpacho. Uh, I think the first picture I posted of my girlfriend on social media was like us getting uh, buns, like pork buns, not buds. Like that's cool. I guess. Yeah, we got we got some uh, pork buns together. Yum! Um, that's pretty fun. Yeah, you know, I that do was like not... a Facebook okay. official kind of thing. I mean, I started dating my husband when I was so young, I cannot fathom what was the first picture I shared (laughs) of us. I think one of the first pictures of him on Facebook, period, besides his, like, profile pic, was one that I took of him in our old apartment when he had, like, this, like, beautiful curly jufro. God, those were the days. (laughs) I miss that hair so much. (laughs) Stupid job made him cut it off, and then it never grew back. It's heartbreaking. Anyway, 
think many ladies out there or people in general can relate to the fact that we are all very sensitive about hair independent of social media officialness yeah. or not yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. well thank you for covering your uh, love languages i hope that people take the time to figure out their love language whether that be uh, the original or the more modern ones yeah figure out your modern love languages too why not yeah. get on the same page about sexting so things you love things you don't love. uh things i love um this is more like like i just found out this weekend that a ton of my friends are like pregnant with their second kid oh my god um so i'm actually i'm digging it i'm mm-hmm. digging it so far you know what yeah. that means yeah that my friends have talk to them moving to montclair I don't know what that means. They are about to move away. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Because when yeah. that baby gets big, there's no more space. Oh, yeah, that second baby. Welcome to the musical of Brooklyn. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. It's either that or everyone's going to move closer to me, which I'm okay with. Like, mm. they're going to move away from downtown Brooklyn. Yeah, but I'm excited. You know, like, I'm excited to, like, I like when my friends have kids. It, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. So, so that's the thing that I love. Things you love. That's Babyland. Yeah, Babyland. My buddy just had a kid, like, a week ago. Mm. It was cool. He's like my one of my best friends. So I got to meet his little baby. I'm very excited to hang out with him and be his cool ethnic yeah. uncle. So. Welcome to the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you? I would say I have a love to hate with OK Cupid. Like I was really like pissed, and then now I'm just you know can't live with it. Can't live without it. If you <laughs> want to date, you got to make peace with the fact that it's uh, shitty, but also your only good option. Yeah. So I'm I'm putting some effort back in, and we'll see how it goes. So far, there have been some hits and misses, but a lot less misses than um, Bumble and Tinder. So, oh. less, I, you know, we were talking yeah. about the uh, the issue with less engaged but more members, and mm-hmm. I think that at some point Bumble's going to have the same issue. Yeah, yeah, I, and mean, I think maybe it's happening now. I Bumble. I mean, Bumble has this reputation for being great, and it might be true that it is still great for mono people, but, like, I have met some real fucking duds on there. Oh, my God. Yeah, it doesn't seem the best for, like, anything that isn't just, like, hetero dating. Yeah, hetero mainstream dating, and even that, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, if I'm talking to this guy, yeah, yikes. Yeah, Um, I would love to hear about um, the, they have, like, a cousin app. Mm-hmm. called Chappie. It's a gay dating app, like gay men. Oh. And they, from my understanding, is it's like the same model. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually met with the founders. It was, it was really interesting. I cool. Yeah, so I, I wonder, I haven't heard anybody like speak about their experiences the way that they do Bumble, but that might just be like the demographics of the people that follow me on Twitter or whatever. So. That's true. But um, if you are a gay man and you try Chappie, I would love to hear about it. Yeah, um, I'm super curious, not just from the point of view of like, is the dynamic of this app different from other apps? But like, is the dynamic of like dating as mm-hmm. opposed to maybe grinder? Like, yeah. is it that? Di- is it a lot different? Is it not? I well, the interface. How could I possibly know? Because they oh. show they gave me like a mini demo. And it was well, really cool. At it's, least that it's part. It's like Bumble. Yeah, but experientially. Experientially, it's I a wonder. Whole I have. I have. Story. Who knows? Yeah, it, um, they could be completely different. Yeah, how would I know? I definitely won't find out anytime soon. Ask. Yeah. Uh, so you want to ready to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm ready to wrap it up. All right. Thank you as always. Thank you, and thank you to your handsome cat for making an appearance. I appreciate. That. Yeah. Thank you very much, and thank you all for listening. Uh, 
you have been amazing. Thank you for downloading and listening to episodes while we had a little mini break. I appreciate that. I can see your download stats. I know when you're listening. So thank you guys. Big Brother's watching in the best way. Yes, I am watching really, really closely. So as always, thank you all for listening and good luck out there.